This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, everybody, welcome back to Betting Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Moose, a Saturday edition as we're going to look at some Sunday races. The Saturday cards weren't that great, so I wanted to move over, do some Sunday racing. There's some good racing over at Del Mar and some good quality turf racing at Aqueduct. So I said, what the hell? Let's change it up a little bit. We've been giving everybody Saturday races since we started this podcast. There's some good quality racing on a Sunday in the fall as we get ready for Thanksgiving, Moose. Let's look at some of these Sunday races. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm all for it. Love Del Mar. Surf meets the turf. All the cliches that you get with uh, out in uh, beautiful uh, Southern California. So uh, looking forward to it. And got an interesting five-horse race in the Bob Hope there. And then a couple of uh, stake races over at Aqueduct. So we're going to start with the Bob Hope, which is a grade three event. Seven furlongs on the Del Mar Dirt Moose. And yeah, she mentioned that it's a five-horse race. And Bob Baffert's actually training three of them. Very short price on the outside, the five Nisos. Uh, out of Nyquist, they paid almost a million, uh, half a million dollars plus for this horse on the debut back in October. Wins by 10 lengths, running a 96 by Spire Speed figure in debut. Very impressive at 6-1. to one. Um, That's one of the reasons why I'm going to pick against this horse. This horse wasn't super chalketed in debut. Uh, really impressed. Goes off at 4-5 to five here, and I think... Uh, there might be some other options. Could you get past this horse? You just think it's too good for the field. No, I did. I, I did. I mean, listen, it's it's Baffert and it's Pratt. I went with the four stronghold uh, for Phil D'Amato um, and Frisu up a, a you know a Frisu up aboard. Uh, Son of Ghost Zapper um, one last race, the main special weight was able didn't necessarily need to go. Doesn't need the lead in order to uh, win the race. Baffert's got three of the five. We were talking a little bit before the, we did this podcast. Three of the five horses are trained by Bob Baffert, so it'll be interesting to see what the tactics are moving forward. But I think Tehan Pass on the inside for Peter Miller with Mike Smith. I I think in all likelihood they're going to go as well. Um, it's a stretch out from six furlongs to seven furlongs for Nisos. Um, I like the cutback for Stronghold. Last race was a mile and six furlongs to a mile. Now cut back to seven. Like the workout on November 12th, three to one on the morning line for Phil D'Amato. That's where I landed. Yeah, I took a chance on the three wind me up. Who last we saw in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile was not running all that well. But, you know, that's a tricky race. It's a it's a big race. It's a grade one. Uh, wasn't even a big, you know, wasn't favored. It was 22 to one or higher. But, if you go back to the debut, ran six furlongs to Del Mar, been very impressive. Had the blinkers on. They stretch him out a little bit. Uh, runs really well in defeat. Puts up an 85 buyer. Um, lost to Muth, who's a good horse. Uh, you know, On the stretch out again, Breeders' Cup didn't run it well, but cuts back now to seven furlongs. And I think if we can get that performance two back, putting up an 85, rating a little bit. And there is always a good amount of speed in this race. You know that Nysos is going to be right up there. Tejon Pass is going to be up there. Mission Beach is like the lead. So... You know, there could be a little bit of a pace situation where a horse like Wind Me Up, who has rated in the past, has shown some ability, has won at the track and might appreciate going seven furlongs, could do some damage. Five to one on the morning line. 
Uh, I think what I'm going to actually do in this race is I'm going to toss Nysus all together. And I'm going to play the three, four exactly the two horses that we like. Wind me up five to one on the morning line, stronghold three to one on the morning line. If you can get that Nysos out of the, the exacta, you might be sitting on, you know, on a, considering it's a, a race with five horses, uh, you might be sitting on a pretty decent exacta if you can get those two in there. Yeah, I mean, listen, the back class, I mean, wind me up, ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, um, you know, ran in the American Pharaoh, ran well that day. Um, you know, uh, so, I mean, it's. A horse that, you know, they bought for $300,000. So uh, I can understand why, you know, you, you're going that route and thinking about that you're going to take a little bit of a shot. Um, I just don't know if necessarily fast enough. I'm looking for a step forward for Stronghold. I think you're going to get it third start off the layoff. I don't think there's going to be a regression. Uh, they've given this horse uh, enough time after his win at Churchill Downs. Um, you know, comes westward after running at Ellis and Churchill um, like I said, love the work November 12th. That's why I think Stronghold ends up winning this race. We're going to come back east now. We're going to go to New York, Aqueduct, the running. And uh, Moose, I, I can't speak to this because I haven't been there, but has the weather been better up there? Yeah, it's been a little bit better. Uh, you know, it was, it was warm yesterday, like for, for November. Um, you know, so it was, and that's Friday. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, you know, we're supposed to get a little bit of rain this upcoming week. Today is, is kind of balmy outside. Not all that bad. It's not Florida warm, but it's, you know, Connecticut tri-state area warm. So we're going to look at two races at Aqueduct, two stakes races uh, on the turf. Uh, glad to see they're running on the turf this late into the season. Hopefully that continues as long as, uh, the weather and the conditions allow them to race five at Aqueduct. On Sunday is the Central Park one mile on the turf course, Moose, and a pretty good field here, a pretty large field, which you like to see. Twelve horses right now set to go postward. Um, you know, not overly chalky, too. I mean, Spirit Prince seven to two on the morning line for Rosario. Uh, looks like your morning line favorite four to one for Uncle Truly as well. So certainly an opportunity here if you can find a horse with some value to make some money in this race. Yeah, I, I don't think, uh, you know, a big deep field on Sunday for a stake race at Aqueduct. I'm with you. Um, I landed on the 11 buffoon uh, for Mike Maker and Dylan Davis aboard. Third start off the layoff, a French bread, um, you know, ran well, uh, didn't run particularly well at Saratoga, ran well last race uh, out at Keeneland, won at nearly five to one. Um, comes eastward after that victory at Keeneland, um, running in this race. I, I'm looking for a horse with a little bit of upside. I think the buyer speed figures, uh, you know, now third start off the layoff do fit. Ran a 68 and a 73. Um, and they're obviously a step up in class here in the Central Park. Uh, but it's a mile. I think the mile hits them right between the ears. Uh, but I think it's a, it's a fascinating field. I think you got to project a little bit, but... I think the six to one on Buffoon, um, I would take that the eleven. Yeah, I like the horse just under him, the ten frontline warrior, six to one in the morning line for Shug is putting out horses that are just consistently running right now at Aqueduct. If you look at his, you know, what he's done so far at Aqueduct, couple winners, a lot of horses hitting the board. Um, and he gets Irad Ortiz on this horse out of Warfront, who's gotten consistently better every race, debuted really well at five to one, finishing third. Next up. Finishes second, finally gets the win out last out at Keeneland. Travels up here to Aqueduct. And, you know, this horse is going to need a little bit of pace, and there is some pace in this race. If you look up and down the field, works for me. Likes to be on the lead. Uh, Sanderson has shown some speed in the past, amongst other horses. So, you know, it, I think there's a pace situation. I think there's certainly value at 6-1. And if you look at your morning line, favorite Spirit Prince, 
seven to two on the morning line for uh, for Christoph Clement. And you know, this horse is going off as a maiden. So uh, I'm going to take Frontline Warrior six to one on the morning line. I'll use Buffoon as well. I, you know, six to one over six to one is nice. I think they'll both get the pace situation that we're, we're hoping for. Near the horse that you know I like a little bit underneath is the four Uncle Truly, who I think gets a similar similar situation. I, I just if you look at some of, you know, traveled up the Woodbine, traveled up the Kentucky Downs, a lot of movement for this horse in a short period of time. I, it doesn't, you know, maybe I read too much into that, but at a shorter price, I'm certainly uh, not going to use that horse on top. But think thinks the horse has a lot of ability and it can get underneath. But my top pick in this race is going to be the 10 Frontline Warrior. But I love a race like this where there's no 9-5 to five favorite. There's not even a 2-1 to one favorite. There's plenty of options. If you can connect somehow with Super Effectimus, you, you might be sitting on a big price. Yeah, other horse I would throw in would be the seven Wally World, Manny Franco, Chad Brown. That's another one that I would use as well. Um, coming off a, a you know a nice win in a maiden special weight, um, October thirteenth at uh, at Belmont at Aqueduct or at Aqueduct, however way you want to refer to it. Chad Brown, Manny Franco, Franco third straight time rotting uh, this son of more than ready. We're talking about two-year-olds here, so somebody could all of a sudden just improve. Um, they spent $220,000 on this horse. Uh, more than ready, we know, has been a great turf sire. So I would use the seven underneath Wally World as well. But I like your pick, Spirit Prince. Um, you know, and um, or I, I like your pick, Frontline Warrior. I would I'd use Spirit Prince underneath as well. A lot of my picks are to the outside. I'm going to use the 11 over the 7, 9, 10. Seventh at Aqueduct on Sunday is the Forever Together, a mile and a 16th moose on the turf at Aqueduct. And if you look at this race, just a lot of really, you know, from a non-handicap perspective, a lot of really funny names in here. Willakia, Sigamaya, Uncorked, uh, Malavath, just a, a mouthful for the race caller in this race, Moose. <laughs> Yes. I, yeah. Well, I, you've got a lot of, I mean, you've got an Irish bread in this race an Australian bread in this race. Um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, this is one where you give a French bread in this race and chili flag, another French bread in this race, faith in humanity. Uh, you're getting a lot of, you're seeing a lot of the times where you're seeing these horses that have been bred over in Europe. They come stateside where you're seeing, um, you know, American contingents, um, going over there and, and picking off horses and bringing them stateside because they're trusting the breeding a little bit more uh, to run well, especially when you're looking at uh, at uh, especially when you're looking at turf races, which this is a mile and sixteenth on the outer turf course at Aqueduct on Sunday. To the outside, the eight Regal Realm is your morning line favorite. Nine to five on the morning line for Jonathan Thomas. Jose Ortiz jumps aboard and and been really good this year. Four for five. Um, Certainly in good form, this four-year-old out of Animal Kingdom. Do you think this is this a horse you can get past, or just too good for this field? No, I, I could get past. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's there's any doubt. I mean, I I went with um, I went with Malavath. Um, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, Christophe Clement, Joel Rosario. They thought really highly of this horse. Think about this: this horse was running Group Ones, Group Twos, Group Threes over in Europe. Ran in the Breeders' Cup Bile, um, went off at fifty-one to one, but ran a respectable fifth, beaten by a, a length of three quarters. Um, you know, just a tad over a year ago, um, then got sideways. You know, and and has now been trained by Clement, and you know they're trying to get this horse back up and going once again. But there's no doubt 
that this four-year-old has a ton of talent and a ton of ability, and they showed it over in Europe in the races that that he was running in. He's run in the Breeders' Cup on two different occasions. Has run pretty well. Um, you know, finished uh, second to Pizza Bianca uh, November twenty-first, uh, November twenty-one, uh, out at Del Mar uh, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly Turf. So I look at this Philly and I say to myself, all right, well, it's Clement. Rosario hops on a board for a second time, six to one on the morning line. I lay down the five Malavath. Yeah, I like the seven, Faith in Humanity, five to one on the morning line. And another time I'm picking a mini Franco horse here. So, you know, he got me a win last out. We're going to try it again. Chad Brown here, you know, as per usual, putting up winners left and right over at Aqueduct. And, and the reason I'm going in this direction is as a, as a three-year-old was very solid. You know, debut was good, ran a couple stakes races, including the grade three Pebbles. Uh, at this meet last year, well, at the Belmont and Aqueduct meet last year, um, comes back, wins the Honey Fox. Uh, time off, it doesn't run particularly well coming back. Not sure what happened there, but if you put a line through that race, the horse has been working out consistently since October, got the breather starting in September. And uh, I like the fact that this, show, this horse has shown ability to rate early in the career, can flash some speed if need be. Chad Brown has these horses ready to go. He's putting his horse into a lower stakes race than we've seen this horse run in the past. And I think that, you know, based on how things go, now I do think Regal Realm, the outside, is probably going to be one of the horses to go. So Faith in Humanity sits the trip and, and has a little left over in the tank and can go back to that 92 buyer that we saw two out or even that 86 and is ready to go. You know, not five to one for a Chad Brown over a nine to five favorite that I think is a little short and maybe a little overmatched in this race. I think that's the direction I got to go. We've seen Chad actually hit with some prices the last couple of weeks, and this could be one of the one, another one of those stories. I do like, if you look on the inside, I do like the horse um, Tass a little bit, who, same situation, very versatile, seven wins in the career, uh, runs well at this distance, and a big price, 12 to 1. Uh, Castellano's been riding out of his mind this entire year and continues to do so. So I think at a big price, 12 to 1 in the morning line, you can get that horse underneath. My topic in this race will be, as I mentioned, the seven faith and humanity. Yeah, I, I listen. It was it, for me. It was between the two the the two picks that he mentioned. So I'm going to play a five seven. I did like Faith in Humanity a little bit. Um, love the Honey Fox uh, on the front end. Uh, could understand that. Obviously, didn't come back and run particularly well, but had a long break mid September. Had a break once again. So I wonder if health is a little bit of a concern for Faith in Humanity. But um, it's Chad Brown. I just went to. Uh, the Clement horse. Um, Tass is an interesting one. I would throw in um, the other one that I would throw in that I think would be interesting would be uh, Sigamia for Grand Motion and Johnny Velasquez coming over from riding in uh, Ireland. Um, usually that's the case where they, you know, and, and we've seen Grand Motion take a number of horses, whether it be over in Europe and come stateside and really run particularly well. This is another example of that. Um, I think just because of the great unknown, you look at the time form ratings, they fit as running group threes over in Europe. Uh, some of the races have run well. Velasquez hops out of board for motion. We've seen that be a winning one in stake races before. So I think you got to use the two, even if it's defensively, I think you got to use the two underneath. What was the horse they really connected on close to 10 years ago? Main sequence, is that it? Yes, yes. Deep closer, main sequence, grand motion. And Johnny Velasquez. Moose, listen, enjoy your Saturday. Great job with the picks. Let's hit some winners. And uh, what's the expression you like to use as we end up these podcasts? Oh, may the horse be with you. There you go. That's it. Like and subscribe. Love you guys. Thank you.
like and subscribe. Uh, check out the betting. Uh, check out betting the ponies on Bet Rivers, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Plenty of great racing coming up as we uh, conclude this fall and winter racing season. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.